Fun fact! The Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimetres taller during the summer. Due to thermal expansion, meaning the iron heats up, the particles gain kinetic energy, and they take up more space. So the Eiffel Tower can grow, but I can't. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yesterday we were playing trivia, and there's like a thing that it's like, a, if you cheat, uh, you will uh, become shorter by 11 centimetres. Um, it's meant to be like, like if you treat in trivia, um, Mm -mm. and I was like, Laura, I was like, oh, you can't afford that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. But I certainly can't. If neither of you can. Yeah. Accurate. We sure. I I can afford to lose 11 centimeters in height. Yeah. Good. I don't, you think you're a giant. We've been through this. (laughs) I think the problem is more when we go clubbing, which we shouldn't do because we're too old. I wear platform vans or I wear platform vans. Yeah, because they're comfy, because they're cushioning. Because mm. I'm old. I'm a mm. senior clubber. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I either wear like platform vans or some sort of shoe with like a heel boot or something. Mm. And I can just see over everyone. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's like, oh, where is Laura? Oh, that's right. I can see her because I'm at an angle looking <laughs> down. <laughs> You act like I go missing a lot when we go out. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Laura? I wouldn't be sure. I think though. it's more like. Yeah, you know, I do tend you... to wander. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I just go to the bathroom and have to refine the group quite oh, yeah, regularly. That's fair. to another episode of Surviving Barely Thriving. I am one of your hosts, Laura, and I am once again joined by Sarah. Woo! And I was not expecting myself to be before Eb. Panic. And Eb. Hey! I like to mix it up. No, no. Alphabetical <laughs> order. Eb than Sarah. No, it's fine. I like I like throwing it, you know? Fun oh. fact! Fun fact! We've already done our fun fact. Fun fact! Eb should come before Sarah. Oh my god. Um... How are we going? Are we surviving? Are we thriving? It's been a hot minute since we've recorded. Um, also, again, apologies for the delay in episode. I am getting around to editing. I work full time. <laughs> I, uh, I will start first. I am surviving. I, As I feel like it's a regular discussion, I'm getting sick. Are you sick again? I'm definitely getting sick. Mm. Which, like, we all know. She sneezed yesterday and burst her eardrum. Yeah. I got my left eardrum, which is why I'm sitting here. It's just my spot. But, yeah. My right ear works. My left do not work. Um, Yeah. My doctor did tell me I got to stop holding in my sneezes. But I have, like, you know when you hold your nose to stop, like. No, I never do that. Okay, well. It's a poor choice. I sneeze free. Yeah. Because I have a fear that. When I start to get sick, I get blood noses as well. Yeah. Uh, and you're scared that if you sneeze, sneezing blood is you'll get a nose fun. period. <laughs> it's so, especially when you're in public. I miss what she said, and I will completely ignore it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Um, I just saw Laura's face, and I was like, I don't want to know. <laughs> I am surviving because honestly, I am still really sad about Larry. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. How dare you still be sad about the yeah. thing that, like, meant so much to you? I know. I know. It's been a month. Has anyone asked you the very awful question of, are you going to get another dog? Oh, like, literally the day after he passed And you're like, um, <laughs> he's not even in the ground. Are you <laughs> going to get another grandparent? <laughs> what about another parent? Do you Sorry, want to find another Sorry. grandma? Is your loved one died? Have you found another one yet? People who don't, people who don't oh love animals don't realize that it is just as painful like, as losing a family you're member. You're not going to ask a person who's oh, yeah. lost a child, oh, you're going to have another one. Yeah. So when are you having the next one? Yeah. It's all right. No. Just get back on the way. You know what is really dreadful? Oh, to be so, fair, some people do. do I, I was going to say, sorry, just like trigger warning, infant and baby loss. Yeah. But I have had friends that have had a miscarriage who have then been immediately asked by family members, so when are you going to try again? It's yeah. just like, yeah. no, it's your own healing journey. Like, guys. I did hear something very cute today, actually. Uh, like, someone from my work was talking about, we've had, like, a, quite a few people from work, like, lose, like, grandparents or parents. Um, and they were talking about- Did you about, ask them if they were going to get a new one? No. Because <laughs> they're kind and don't ask dumb questions. Uh. Um, no, but they were like, uh, grief is just love persisting. Yeah, I've read yeah. that. And I was like, I like oh, that. I really like that. That's really cute. 
it is. It. It's just that my love persists and I have and nothing to project it onto except your cats that I'm allergic to. Well, Captain yeah. the dog as well. Captain the dog, but Captain is not a very good recipient of my love because he gets too excited <laughs> yeah. about my love. Just another form of wrestling, let's yeah. be honest. And so we've been borrowing whippets from uh, our yes. friends that we went to the dog park oh, with. Well, cute. Yeah. All fair conversation. Uh, my sisters and her boyfriend will probably like their whippets to be taken care of at some point. You should take care of them. Oh, I absolutely would. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm good yeah, at whippets. That's on it. <laughs> Anyway, Laura, surviving or thriving? I think I'm thriving. Go on. Well, if you asked me last week, definitely surviving. But I feel like work's winding down a little bit for me at the moment. My to-do list is a lot shorter. And I don't know. I'm just living life, letting the universe take me where it needs to, you know? I definitely like this uh, towards the end of year time period where you're like, oh, it's about to be summer. Love that. Not a big summer person, but I like the idea. I like it. I think I've realized I enjoy the sun. I think I just like the idea that other people enjoy the sun, so they want to do things, and I'll just accept the sun as a oh, cool socialization is going to happen. I like being adjacent to the sun. Yeah. I get that. You know, like I do not fare well for long stretches of time in like direct sunlight or heat. I got burnt because the car I was driving for about 20 minutes didn't have tinting and I have since been very burnt. I have olive skin and that doesn't happen to me. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, I'm actually white. Don't get me wrong. Um, there is no tan that has happened as a result, but but if I get really hot, I vomit. Oh, like I get, I either get really really nauseated or I will like actually vomit. So even when um like Joe and I went to the Gold Coast, Oof. we didn't stay at the beach for more than like an hour and a half, mm. just because where we were that's still too long of a beach. If yeah. you're asking me, an hour but, and a half. Yeah, well, oh. to be fair, you don't like grainy it's so things. <laughs> I love the. I could I lie love the on beach. the beach for hours. So could I. When it's mild, like I can just be a little baking kebab I could, on my towel. I, like my problem is, I fall asleep at that point. Hey, if I'm like staying still for that long, you're just asleep. I'm just asleep. Yeah, fair. I can't really fall asleep on the beach. I can, um, which is quite a problem. I think we can all agree. Me in the sun for an extended period of time. And then mm. asleep. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Not rolling over to get like an even tan. <laughs> it's always, always falling asleep on my front as well. So it's always my back. Yeah. Um, well, shall we get into the episode? We I think we should. Anita, Laura's mother, in case you another regular listener, was like, Laura, you need to control Eb and Sarah. They ramble too much. <laughs> oh, honestly, she did. Um, and she was and like, was how just do you like, keep uh... them in control? And I was like, I struggle. That's why she has to edit I am so offended, <laughs> Anita. Um, so before we start today's episode, though, we are talking about diet culture. We're talking about mental health. So there's probably going to be a little bit of depth and emotion and maybe some triggering concepts for people who listen all 200 or so of our listeners do we have 200 or something i don't even know what 200 people look like (laughs) um but yeah it's okay to totally skip this episode if you would like to uh if you want to hear our next one will be way more fun and way less triggering we promise yeah um so yeah it's gonna be about death (laughs) (laughs) that was a joke (laughs) Lord. Anyway, uh, so diet culture, mental health. Where do we want to start? Because <laughs> it's pretty big topics. Okay. I feel like, f- firstly, mm-hmm. I have lots of experience in this sector. Yes. And I would like to lean on that throughout this episode. Fantastic. Um, lean away, baby. but just to clarify are we talking about oh there's a cat are we talking about diet culture (laughs) 
That was my stomach. Sorry, we've lost Sarah because Laura's stomach was just like. Just wah, 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 wah. No, it was. I wish you were like about... cat, and I was immediately just like, Laura's gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> are we talking about diet culture? So, are we talking about diet culture? with relevance to the mental health effects of it. I'm assuming we're not talking about mental health and diet culture as two exclusive subjects yeah, today. Yeah, no, I think we're going to yeah. – like we can talk about them as exclusive subjects and then how they kind of interact, but it's more so – to me when I think about it, I think of like diet culture can definitely impact your mental health, your physical health mm. as well, and there's so many different facets that impact or contribute – to diet culture and to mental health that we can talk about like massive one yeah. social media yeah and that has shifted and changed as even we've grown up like yeah. we had magazines when we were kids that has now shifted to instagram Facebook, instagram tiktok yeah like yeah um so i think yeah yeah so i have a fair bit of experience in this space as somebody who was diagnosed with essentially like it was essentially anorexia mm. that I was diagnosed with. Um, and I, I say essentially anorexia because there were some atypical elements of my diagnosis. Um, Do you but, think the diagnosis would have been different today with like the current standards that we have of being like, we don't just be like, oh, it's a young girl. Um, my diagnosis happened... Uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was yeah. maybe three years ago. Yeah, that space has still changed for three years. Yeah, yeah, no, it has. Um, I think a, a lot has changed in that space. So you no longer have to have a BMI of below a certain amount to be diagnosed with anorexia, yeah. um, which is so fantastic yeah. because you can have very anorexic eating habits and a very anorexic oh, mindset yeah. um but still be what is a what is considered a healthy weight mm. or what is considered an unhealthy weight on the larger end of the scale yep. as well um so i think yeah the fact that you don't have to have um a, a certain weight to be diagnosed anorexic anymore is very helpful yeah. um at the time, I did not have the anorexic, quote-unquote, BMI. Um, but at my worst, I did have the anorexic BMI. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I obviously am experienced with how diet culture impacts, you know, yeah. it impacts people. Um, I think, like, my first kind of bout of disordered eating happened when I was in high school. Um, in the lead up to my debutante ball. Yeah. And I just dropped like And so, was that like yeah, the idea so that you weight. had to be thin for that event? And was that like the trigger for that? That was my idea. Yeah. Like I didn't like um, the changes that it – so I did my deb when I was in year 11. Um, when I was in year 9 and 10, I experienced – so I'd hit puberty – quite a bit earlier but in um years nine and ten I experienced that part of puberty where you kind of really start to pat out in your hips and stuff Mm -hmm. um and you know in for for some people it happens in your belly too Mm. and I was not okay with those changes and so I think that I used my Deb as an excuse to go on this really extreme diet um and when I say extreme diet I mean not eating yeah. Like I was eating like a yogurt cup. I would count six strawberries, oh, okay. like five almonds. Like, and that was like my allowance for the day. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, and then I would freak out about having to eat anything more than that. Like yeah. it was, yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then I kind of recovered from that on like without help, which is very difficult Not, to do but which is difficult to do but somehow I, I didn't even recognize that it was disordered yeah you yes. know like I, I was just like oh i'm gonna start eating properly again yeah um, like deb's done i'll go back to normal yeah yeah maybe and then, even like a better mindset so you were like maybe mm, less yeah once again bringing in like the mental health element of like the stress of that being over with maybe also didn't make the yeah and there was obvious, like there was obviously mental health stuff going on as well mm. that made me feel like I needed to be thinner, mm-hmm. um, to be considered attractive, to be 
wanted to be popular to be blah 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 mm. um there was yeah there was, so there was obviously a mental health element i've struggled with anxiety pretty much my whole life mm-hmm. um and depression on as off on and off as well and there was obviously a lot of that at play too um but then i had another bout of it after that dodgy breakup right at the beginning of covid yeah that the yeah. two of you were well um versed with yeah. and then so it became really really easy for that disorder to come mm. back because i was living alone yeah no one's watching what you're eating no, no one no could come eating. over to watch what i was doing i yeah, wasn't yeah. going out and socializing and eating with people yeah. if i it, it became very easy for me to just not do my groceries yeah. yeah, and then I would just not have food in the house, mm. and so I couldn't eat, and so I would drop weight. Yeah, um, and yeah, obviously that is better now. I think to to wind it into diet culture, if I think about like a timeline of what has been relevant to us, if you think about like our first or second year of uni, so like 2015, 2016, mm. that is when like gym culture became a massive thing yeah that was when everyone was running around in their Kathmandu puffer jackets yeah popped up around then really gained traction around then everyone was running around in you remember like the the trend of the really tight skinny jeans or the leggings and the runners and the puffer jacket and that was like the standard university uniform yeah yeah so it was around that time then as well that fitness became a massive thing yeah and so it was kind of yeah, and then that has kind of stayed as well. Yeah. That's really like that kind of body type that was normalized at that point in time for both men and women because let's yeah. not take away from the fact that this is messed up for men as oh, well. 100%. Yeah. Um, that has – yeah, so that was normalized around that point in time. And also and then, like not to take away that exercise is a trend, is a, like a fad or a diet culture thing. Like it's can be very good for you. It can be course, very good yeah. for your mental health. Some like, I mean, we yeah, and your health and well-being. Yeah, yeah. I um, definitely like. I reckon around that time was when I was like, I think maybe in third, fourth year, uni. No, no, hmm. would have been first, second year uni. I uh, was working what pretty much full time. Yeah. So I worked in a dry cleaner, which I'm allowed to say, <laughs> and I worked seven day, well, six days a week. Like, 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Yeah. Mm. So I was, like, running around on my feet all day. And then I had the audacity at the end of work to be like, well, I've got to go to the gym. Because yeah. that's yeah. what everyone's doing. Because everyone's going to the gym. I was gym. doing, like, two meals a day. I was working 12 hours, all constantly running around, and then I would go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the same time I was like, well, everyone's going to the gym. That's how they'd be healthy. Completely forgetting that I'm essentially doing gym for 12 hours during the day. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah and just the um i think it's starting to get better now as well but just this idea that you're not exercising as well if you're not like in the gym on a treadmill or like pumping yeah. iron yeah. that like going for a walk is it's not exercise. an okay form of exercise yeah, or you know like i think that it, that i feel like shifted during covid yeah when people couldn't go to the gym we couldn't leave the house we couldn't go to the gym Mm. and then a lot of people like that's when hot girl walks became a thing yeah like that is when you said okay let's catch up with you know it's when it kind of got that title let's let's walk around a lake and just take a minute yeah i also feel like it's a double-edged sword i feel like though i feel like a lot of people during that time were like, oh, I, I didn't go to the gym, so I didn't exercise during COVID. Yeah. And then at the same time, it was like, you also get the people being like, oh, there are other forms of exercise. So I feel like it was both where some My, people's yeah. mindset went Shifted, either way. Yeah. For sure. My trainer has told me multiple times, shout out to Tony because, oh, sorry, I haven't been to the gym in a while. Um, <laughs> speaking of, but. He has often told me because I said to him at the start of the year, I wanted to start running. Like I wanted to run. Mm. I'm awful at running. It hurts my body. My legs hurt. It makes me, Mm. I taste metal. I'm so bad at running. Tony will often be like, you know that if you just like walk and maybe walk for a little bit longer than you would run, you're burning the same calories. You're getting that same level of exercise. You're getting that same level of cardio that you should be getting. 
because cardio is good for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's like, so you don't need to run. Because I was always like, running sucks. I hate it. It's the worst. And he's like, just walk then. Yeah. And I'm like, but I made a goal. I want to run. And he's like, just walk. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> so now I walk. <laughs> now yeah. we walk. But like, yeah, you got to, yeah, you got to find yeah. things. Like I, I just keep saying, Laura, I just don't think gym is for me. Like, yeah, gym's definitely not for me. I've never set foot like, in one. I just, the gym is for me. I quite enjoy the gym. I think it's just because it's how my like, like I said, there's never a moment when my brain is able to just chill. Yeah, and the gym, it just my brain can't focus whilst my body also has to focus. Yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are too many things going on in the gym for you. I yeah. get that. I chuck my headphones in and I can just like. And there's too much everyone. pressure that if I do it wrong, I could really hurt myself. And my brain yeah. has to stay switched on yeah. to make sure I don't do it wrong. Yeah. Like, to use a machine. Like, that's what I mean. Like Yeah, yeah. And, it, and then I'm like, well, I could have a personal trainer, but I don't want to invest that much money in something that to. I don't find yeah. joy in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, yes, I do have to do exercise because, you know, that's a big part of being healthy is, you know. Keeping your body moving. Keeping your body mm. moving, yeah. And I don't like team sports. So, like... <laughs> Finding my niche is really difficult. Someone at work wow. they asked me if I like if I was in like if I played social sport and I just went <laughs> like I just no social? social the idea sport? of being tied down to Ankles. train and play a game usually on the weekend every weekend so for an early as season. well. That's what became difficult about um about dancing because I was yeah. Like, yeah. like you know I danced for like fifteen years. Yeah. Whenever you didn't go to a rehearsal or a you know, a class or whatever, you were letting people down because you were being annoying and missing and they couldn't block around you and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's, yeah. Um, I'm an adult that has like other things I want to do and I shouldn't feel guilty. (laughs) Which is, I've I've never set foot in a gym, but this is why I started pole. Mm. Yeah, because if you don't show up, you're like, well, it's just me. It's just me. Yep. And it's only like around um, like showcases and stuff. Yeah. That your teachers are relying on you to be and there so they can teach you the stuff. And that's kind yeah. of an opt in thing, I guess, where you don't yeah, have to. Yeah, I don't to have do to opt in if I don't want to. Want to. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, when I was dancing, yeah, you could opt out of the concert, you could opt out of competitions, but then you weren't really choreographed for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was no. So they're then, not like, trying to teach you a skill, time. they're trying to teach you an outcome. Like, they want you yeah. to perform at that performance. And these are the things you have to do. Like you have to learn this skill element of Mm. this thing, Mm. and it's very individual. And there's obviously like not too much going on in those classes, which leads me to my point of Sarah. You should start pole. (laughs) It's I actually don't like places with too many mirrors because it also just confuses my brain. (laughs) That's fair enough. She also fully like her collarbone is cooked oh yeah i have and shoulder, her shoulder and stuff there's no way they've done like skin not that i'm stuff. doubting you'd they, be able to do it but like they i think they essentially the outcome was at some point when i was in probably primary school injured myself quite horrifically never got it properly checked out every time i do exercise it in some sort of extensive way my left arm goes numb Mm. yeah and also <laughs> i get like moments where like my it essentially i can't move my collarbone like in my shoulder area otherwise i just get like shooting pain and they can't quite figure it out other than just being like you probably had an injury that didn't properly heal that stresses me out i'm also double jointed in my shoulders so like it's not surprising <laughs> the I shoulders see. are messed up i've also got swimmer shoulders though so yeah, they're extra wide for the swimming, which I do enjoy swimming, but I can't put my head underwater because of my ears. So medically, I'm a bit messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so we walk with Sarah. Sarah, we, walk. we take walks. we take Sarah for walks because I take Sarah on a hike. My legs yeah. are good. My legs are the one area like where <laughs> they don't fail me. Like mm. in the sense, I can walk for hours. I can't run because my left arm gets numb. I can't do too much shoulder activity because something happens. Because your left arm gets so numb. walking for extended periods of time that I can do. <laughs> so, how has diet culture diet culture impacted the two of you who, to the best of my knowledge, did not develop an eating disorder? I like. I definitely think during that period of my life where I was training consistently. I was always in that mindset of like, 
I like I could I'm I should be skinnier I should be skinnier and then I just someone that I knew was going through a moment where they wanted to lose like immensely large amount of weight and watching them go through that I was like that's unhealthy like the way that you're doing that is just not healthy and I think that kind of like made me reflect on myself and I was like some of the things I do is not healthy and that's when I was Mm -hmm. like I need to be eating properly like I need to have three meals I need to realize that if I've done enough exercise during the day I don't have to do more exercise and things like that I, I do think I'm now in like the opposite kind of area where like because I don't have a passion for any sort of sport that I'm on, like on the opposite end and like my eating habits aren't healthy at the moment on the opposite end. So I like, I have the problem where yeah. I, I can't really find a middle ground. Yeah. You know? And it's hard to find a middle ground. Cause like when people are like, Oh, like what's healthy. Usually when you're trying to find like, what should I be eating every day for health reasons? the internet doesn't help you no instead yeah like instead you get diet culture yeah it's you get, like yeah. here's this diet here's yeah, like, it's like what what do you go on keto eat every day to, yeah do a juice cleanse oh my god keto yeah. it's a lot there is a lot of information out there that could probably be helpful but you have but you've to, got sift to sift through, through the and then crap I, yeah, for sure. I also have to under like i failed year seven bones and muscles test you want me to understand like anything to do with calories, kilojoules, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to me. And also, we need to acknowledge that it's different for every single person. And that's a whole other thing. I was like, well, like, I'm tall. So does that mean I have to do different things? And then it's like, well, I do this much exercise on this day. Does that mean I have to do that much on that day? And with the tall again? Your body, I, well, your body thing, shape though, is like, different. <laughs> but I yeah. think, like, I do struggle with the, like, because if you weigh yourself, I see the scale and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. But yeah. I often forget that I am tall. So therefore, yeah. I'm going to weigh more. Yeah. I, if I weigh the same as someone who is not my height, yeah, that's who's shorter not, than me, yeah. that's unhealthy. Like, Yeah, I am. Um, I, actually, it's funny that you bring up the weighing because I weighed myself for the first time in about three years, yeah. two days ago. Yeah. And I was like, like my first thought was, God, I wish that my anorexic habits would come back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's still like that ingrained. And then I was like, oh no, hang on. In those three years that I've not been weighing myself, I've picked up pole, put on a bunch of muscle. Yeah. yeah. And also been eating like a normal person, like a normal person should. Yeah. And you're like, you know, anything this is actually like. I should be proud of this because look how much muscle I've built. My Because it weighs up. it weighs more. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm I'm not lean, so you can't see it, but it's there. No. Yeah, this <laughs> beef. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know, you know. I think the way so when was it? It would have been earlier this year, and I reckon late last year. Because I have been working on and off with, not on and off, I've been working with my trainer, Tony, since I started. And Tony's great. We love Yeah, Tony. Tony's Hashtag great. Hashtag Tony. Um, he... Hashtag Tony for life. I do miss the days of COVID when Laura did her <laughs> workouts. And Sarah, I would wake up on like a of, Saturday morning. I need to work on not doing dumb shit. <laughs> Laura would be doing a workout in the lounge room. I would walk past with like KFC. <laughs> Or like she's working. It's like I'm, oh, I'd ten a.m. She's just woken up, and then she's like Fruit Loops. Yeah, <laughs> I would it, eat a bowl of Fruit Loops in the background it. while they're just doing just their It was just very workout. funny. Although I want to like again, this is something that I want to combat because we have been told that some foods are bad, and it's just like everything sometimes is food moderation, is good for the but soul. it's also like, but also just and like yeah, okay. if you have it consistently and constantly. To quote yeah. the great all-time low, too much of anything is too much. Like, sorry, but if I eat 10 carrots a day, I'm eating too many carrots. Exactly. Yeah. You can go orange You've or something find, like It's that. all about balance. Yeah, but it's about, it's about how much energy your body for you yeah. needs. Yeah. Like, you know, and I know that some people say like, oh, well, you know, you can lose a meal a day. Like, it's not going to kill you if you want to lose weight. Like, you need to be in a calorie deficit mm. and blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, oh, I don't know. Just I also don't eat. like... The whole idea of counting your calories and things like that also once again comes back to you do different things every day. You need yeah. different amounts of nutrition for every, every day. day. It's stressful. I Because I've tried it. Mm. 
And I, one, I could never stick to it because I never remembered to do it every day. I never remembered to do it for every meal. Yeah. Sometimes I would be like, oh, but how much was this? And then you have to weigh your food. If you need, if you want to be like really particular about it, you have, you to, have weigh to weigh it. your food. And that is traumatizing. Because I remember I did it. Yeah. Because I last year found out I was fructose intolerant. Yeah. Laura, yeah. Like, yeah. So went to a dietitian. Yeah. And then she was like, you have to have like this much of everything um, and you like maybe start weighing your food. So I did. And when I would weigh like our lunches for mm. meal prep for the week, I was like, that's two little pieces of tomato. And I was like, that's so sad. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, we, our lunches already weren't big. But yeah. then seeing that, like, according to these measurements, this is what we they're should too big, the, or or this is what I should be eating in regards to like this is the amount of fructose I can eat, yeah. without causing my stomach pain, yeah, is a lot. But to go back, so I think it was last year. I remember like started a new job, my job very close to a bakery. I love. A sweet treat. Mm. Oh my god, a sweeter treat. Oh my god, the donut. Oh, it's bad. Anyway, also COVID. Everyone mm. probably put on like I a little bit of weight. I worked in a cookery COVID. school for two years. Yeah, and they made like three mains a day. Like that was delicious, but I like don't think I fully ever recovered on like quantity. Yeah, because my mm. brain just. I still run on the that very child mentality of you've got to finish your meal. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I just don't like, I have to train myself out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, this is, so I remember having a conversation with Tony because he was like, all right, so you're getting back fully into training. I've been training on and off for five years, probably more now, mm. definitely more now. Um, and I love it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it more than I thought I ever would. It is fun. Apart from when I'm in like slumps and I'm just, I'm too tired to get up or do anything which is fine. That happens. I remember saying, Tony was like, take progress pics, start weighing yourself just so we can track your progress. And I literally said, I'm like, I cannot do that. I'm like, I can't weigh myself. I don't want to weigh myself. I don't want to see it. No. And I explained to him very much. I'm like, I hate currently, and this was probably at the start of the year. I was like, I hate the way I currently look. I know that. I know what I need to do to fix it, but I cannot weigh myself. It's Mm. just not going to happen. It's not good for my mental health. I'm already in a really trash position with like work because work was hectic. Yeah. And I was just like, not well. In regards to, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Everything's weird. I'm 27 and oh my God, I'm freaking out. And you see everything else and you're like, well, like er this is how I can fix my life. And like you automatically just go to like, well, if I was skinnier, maybe life would be better. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that bad? It's, it's weird, such, isn't it? Like, it's like, there's so many things I could do to make my life better right now. Yeah. And not a single one is going to be affected by my weight. No. But in my mind, none of them are achievable until I'm skinnier. Yes, I have that as well. Yeah. Where you're like, like, well, well that's not achievable until I work this other thing out. And yeah. the way my mind works, like, that's a blockage then. I will not attempt that other thing yeah, until that is solution. Else. And yeah. then I have, like, it's not going to be a solution. It's yeah. just, it's not. Well, that's, and like, that's the thing. So then Tony was like, okay, totally get that. Then you just need to, it's like when you start feeling confident more within yourself and how you look. So he was like, go back to the gym because you enjoy it, build that muscle, like you were saying, Mm. and like feel a little bit more confident in your body. Don't weigh yourself. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I started doing that. And I was like, yeah, it's actually not about the scale and what those numbers are. No, it's, about- it's about how I feel. Yeah. And doing something you enjoy. Like you and love doing the something gym. I enjoy. I like going to the gym in the morning. It's fun. Yeah. I like seeing who is also awake at stupid o'clock <laughs> to yeah. work out. None of us ever look like we're properly enjoying it. <laughs> it's 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. But we're there. You know? I'm just going to throw it out there as well. I know we haven't told you guys what we do, but none of us are health professionals. Absolutely not. Yeah, no. Like, in no way. I, like we've, like, if I was a health professional, I would be though, Like, <laughs> even if we were health professionals, don't take our advice because we don't know you. Yeah. We don't know your situation. We don't know what you do during the day. We don't know what your exercise is already naturally, like just doing your day to day. Yeah. You should not take advice from people 
on a podcast about your health ever because you are independent and in an individual. And, and if it's something like, that is bothering you, try and seek help. Even if it's going to a friend to start that initial conversation, that's also yeah, fine because that's like, a step in that direction. Go to a nutritionist yeah. to find like healthy, mm-hmm. like what is like they might individualize your plan for you. If you're someone who's like, hey, I'm not eating properly and it's making me feel unwell. Yeah. Go see a nutritionist. Like there are health professionals who go see them and let, like don't just look online. Go find someone who can target towards what you need. Yeah. I think it's the main thing. If but also financially that is very difficult as well though. Yeah. And I mean, look, maybe what we are saying about you know, how you shouldn't need to cut back your food and you should be able to eat when you're hungry and all that sort of yeah. thing. Like maybe, like maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I do need less calories a day mm. than what I'm eating. I but what I, you're not creating health concerns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything, everyone is different. Everything is different. Every situation is different. Laura, are you playing the game on your phone? No, I'm not playing the game <laughs> on my phone. I'm actually getting up. A history of dieting through the decades. Ooh. It just is a little... I think it's... Yeah, segue. it is very hard, though, to not be influenced by, like, seeing these diets online and thinking oh, that that's... Sure. Like, it's never advertised as diets anymore. It's, like, health kicks and things like that. I've... And it's really hard to be like, that is not a health kick. That is a diet. reworded as a health kick my biggest thing and i've seen this a few times on tiktok is there's this girl i can't remember her name we'll maybe try and remember and give her a little shout out but she tries on these celebrity outfits so she's like is it a fit or is it because like kendall jenner yeah hayley bieber are wearing it and they're both thin very thin women yeah um not judging that at all but this woman who's putting on this fit, like, or she'll put on a variation of the outfit, yeah, is what we would classify as just like a normal body type, yeah, you know. Um, and they always look great. Yeah. So I'm giving her a shout out because the confidence in that is awesome. I think and I like I enjoy watching them because I'm like, oh yeah, that is a fit. Like, yeah, could I, wear that. I think that's a big thing where it's like I've I've tried more and more to follow people on social media who love. A, like if I'm thinking about fashion because like uh, I want to like explore what I can and can't wear and feel confident in like yeah. for myself like what I think I'm like oh I would feel comfortable wearing that more and more I'm trying to find people with the same body shape and style as me so then yeah. I stop being like well that just won't look good on me yeah yeah and it's like oh well they look really good on that and that's because it's styled well and has yeah. nothing to do with their weight yeah I want to um on that note, I want to shout out um, a body positivity brand that Sarah has purchased from for me on my behalf. Oh, oh been God, able the to. stress of the bikinis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to shout out Moana Bikini, which is a swimwear brand um, run by a woman named Karina Irby and her lovely team of people. Um, and they create swimwear that looks good on all types of bodies and that caters for different shapes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Obviously, you know, not everyone will feel comfortable in every single one of their swimsuits, but they use differently shaped models, models of different sizes, models of different um, ethnic backgrounds, um, and just they have made me feel comfortable in bikinis again. Yeah. I feel like there's so many more places like that. Which is great because there's more options. Yeah. yeah. I just, it's great. Because I, I think more and more as I like get older, I'm more worried about going to the shops, being like, oh, this place might not have my size. Also, like not even sizing, just the way also, that like, they're shaped. Bathers are shaped at the moment or bikinis yeah. are shaped at the moment. I like a higher waist bikini bottom. And I like it to cover my butt. Yeah. I go on houseboats and trips with my family. I do not want my dad yeah. and my brothers seeing my butt. <laughs> but also, like, there's yeah. also I the option. Want it. There's like, I like that uh, the option. Yeah. If you want it, you can flaunt it. If you yeah. don't want to, you don't have to flaunt it. If I'm at the beach with my friends, 
Other people can sing my butt. And Moana Bikini were not great at that for a really long time, but they are now fine because they they were like, you know, no, you should be able to flaunt your body. Like all of our cuts on our bottoms are cheeky and people were like coming back to them and being like, you're actually losing our business because we want to be able to cover our bums. Yeah. And so now they have – It's like – Yeah. You need to be, I think, more and more as a business that's like clothing. You need to be more versatile. Yeah. For sure. I have a question before Mm -hmm. I get into – history of dieting and some random fun facts because i have a little timeline here um social media slash advertisement if we think about it over history Mm -hmm. from our remembrance and knowledge um better or worse in regards to diet culture body positivity body image i think where are we at it's we had a real like there was a moment where, like, everyone was reading, you know, Dolly and Girlfriend back in the day. There's Australian magazines. And there was just skinny models everywhere. And there was always diet tips. And those magazines were targeted towards very young girls. Very young. Very young. Girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, like, and then, Girlfriend was... But I'm, I'm we're even We're talking, thinking, like, the advertising to people who love Justin Bieber as, like, 12-year-olds. And yeah. And they're talking about diet culture. Yeah. And there then was I Girlfriend, think, though, but there was also... What was that one that was... Like, it came before that, and it was, like, an A5 size that you would read when you like were really Girl little. Zone or something? Girls Like, Disney yeah, Girl as well. Like there that, was, yeah. I used to read Disney Girl. Yeah. Um, and that, that was for, like, eight, nine, or ten-year-olds, man, and that yeah. would have stuff, like... And then I feel like we went through a time when everyone was, like, really critical of those magazines for doing those things, and mm. they got better. But then we got social media, and there was, like, back yeah to the point and then i think now we're back on like being critical of that yeah but we're almost critical of that in a way that we're like we're not going to fix it though yeah because we just have no control like there's also you can't yeah. standardize social media and there's so much out there yeah yeah so much there's so much content there's but so many people there's also so many like trolls and bullies let's be honest but also yeah. like across social media that's so hard to maintain and control but creators also can't stop themselves from being the size that they are. Like, yeah, it's like on magazines, they started being more inclusive and more like mainly size inclusive. And not editing their models down to a smaller like size. If you're on social media and you are that size, that doesn't like, you just, you can't not exist because you're, you're fitting yeah. the norm of what diacultural says. Because it's like, we have the other side where it's like, some people do everything they can and they'll still be that size. I literally just want, no matter what kind of a body type you have, whether you are more petite, whether you are muscular, whether you are kind of just like what they're calling mid-size, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think we would probably all fall into, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether you are someone who considers themselves larger, mm. um, I just want everyone to be able to look in the mirror and be happy with what they see because yeah. I – haven't been for so long and I, and I think... know how difficult that is and I just want that for yeah. people. It's also interesting when you, like, I don't know if you're the same way, you reflected on the time when you were the weight that you now would want to be and mm. I remember that when I was the weight that I would now, like, want to be, I was so unhappy. Yeah. I, and I, I and do I look at that also too, yeah. so much like I don't, I'm too fat. Like, even in that moment – and you just start to think like, well, it's it's not actually a goal weight or anything that's going to make you happy. You just have to be happy with yourself no matter what. And that yeah. can take time. And again, like that goes into, I guess, and the mental health aspect of it as well. It's also like perfectly normal to not be happy with it. Yeah. And not to feel guilty that you're like, oh, I wish I was skinnier. Just make sure you take healthy habits when you think those thoughts. Mm. Um, Laura, you have a fun list. Yes, sorry. <laughs> a fun me... list of things of what not to do. Give me <laughs> one second. I am just transferring some tickets <laughs> to a friend. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I was like, it's going to be one of my friends. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start way back in uh, 1890. Mm-hmm. For the water and vinegar diet. Oh, my God. What is this? I feel like that is the That's old it. school That's the, <laughs> apple cider vinegar we're drinking, diet. Yeah, water, bit of vinegar. What's an apple cider vinegar diet? 
apple cider vinegar so if you do like a shot of apple cider vinegar every morning it's supposed to like kind of kickstart your digestive system so does a glass of water yeah but the apple cider vinegar does it more apparently red bull and so were they suggesting that that's all you eat or what yeah i've just got the thing it just says water and vinegar beautiful um the next one let's skip ahead shall we to 1929 the cigarette diet <laughs> called the reach for a lucky campaign tobacco company lucky strike promoted their cigarettes to women to reduce sweets consumptions that made you fat as nicotine suppresses appetite God. and i feel like this is something where like now today we look at that and we're like what a dumb idea. You've just led yourself to cancer for the but sake of getting skinny. But they didn't know that that's what yeah, they, they did. That. They so didn't know that until like well, the 70s, like, right? What are people doing now being like, well, that's going to make me skinny. And how many years from now are we going to find out that that is really unhealthy? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that is fad diets though. Yeah. That is in the moment people are like, this is the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. And then it takes sometimes as little as like a few months to be like, and also, this is the extremely concerning effects of this. If yeah, nineteen twenty nine, nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. That was peak, like silver screen era, like the yeah. movies yeah. coming in. You had like Hollywood in its like beginning mm, essence. Its, yeah, that is when that started kind of appearing and manifesting. That would have been huge. Yeah, everyone was smoking. Mm-hmm. It was the cool thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Fast forward. Nineteen sixty three. Mm. Pretty big year. Weight Watchers was founded. Really? I feel like they've only just gone bankrupt. Oh, really? I have no idea. Well. That might be slander and I apologize to Weight Watchers if they are still around. (laughs) Actually, I don't apologize to them because I think they. You shouldn't exist. No, no, no. They definitely changed their name to WW. Yes. Because they didn't want to be known as Weight Watchers anymore. Why? They saw how problematic the name Weight Watchers was. Oh. Um, and then they, I think they just changed to WW or something like that. Um, I don't know about. I think someone bought the brand down. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Me and my random business articles <laughs> that I randomly read, I don't know. Um, well, after 1963, uh, in 1977, we've got another friend that appeared or was born, and that is Slimfast. So the shake really? diet. Oh, in the shake diet came around founded. in 77. Were they both US founded? Uh, yeah, I be. assume so. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, um, my God, Slimfast. The shakes, shakes are awful. Just <laughs> I've tried them just as a like in um, the morning. Yeah. Because I don't really eat breakfast in the morning and that's just because I wake up and I'm not really hungry. So sometimes I'll eat a little bit later in the day. But I was trying to be like, I'll eat, I'll have like a shake in the morning and it'll so keep me going by lunchtime. Like breakfast is meant to be the yeah. best meal of the day. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. They I are have the alternative. Mm. They just taste like chalk. I hate it. That's the thing. They're never going to be delicious. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But like, ugh. um. All right. Oh, which one do I want to choose? 1992, another very, very popular diet appeared, and that is the Atkins diet. So Dr. Atkins published his first book, and that was based on a high-protein, low-carb diet. 90s, Atkins was all about it. No carbs. Yeah. My mum went on it. People My still, still I feel like that people still go on the Atkins diet, just no carbs. They'll just cut out bread and pasta. People still constantly talk about, rice. like, no-carb diets. Yeah. But then yeah. it's so funny when you – Maybe it's just because I obviously watch a lot of sport. I remember when I was younger going and being babysat by my nana who was also cooking for the Essendon football team and I would go hang out with them with lunch. Mm. They would never even consider a no-carb diet. Yeah. Yeah. And footballers, like AFL footballers, are so lean. Yeah. And also so muscular because – there's no way in hell they're going to not eat carbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, sorry to bring my mother's health into it, but whenever she, cause she'll do things like, oh, I'm going to eat 800 calories a day and I'm just not going to eat carbs and blah, 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 yet. which is not sustainable because she has 
thyroid and she has health yeah. other health yeah. issues yeah. not issues yeah. she has other health concerns one yeah. diet does not that will impact all. that like i remember do you remember i feel like you were there eb maybe it was our other friend Gemma. we were sitting at lunch and she was like oh felt really faint today and this was after maybe two weeks of her eating 800 calories a day which is not enough no, no. and i had told her that plenty of times and she was like, no, but I'm losing weight. I'm like, yes, but you almost fainted. Yeah. Also, like, what for? Like, what yeah. are you losing weight for? Like, yeah. It's a whole thing. And it's kind of, you get frustrated. It's hard because you get frustrated when you hear people speaking like that. But you know that it yeah. comes from a place where they're like, I want to be better for myself. And you're like, okay, yeah. but yeah. you are also instilling tricky habits yeah that are a little bit hard to beat and break yeah and that whole like if you're not eating carbs then the moment you eat some pasta or you eat a roll you're gonna feel guilty you're yeah you automatically like i've ruined my diet it's like you haven't you have it. Like, that was like you're that was like to eat my bread. That yeah. that was like one of my things. Was no yeah. carbs. Was yeah. no carbs. When I would make it through a fortnight without eating bread, I would like be. So, I would be so proud of myself. Mm. I was like, yeah, I did that. It's just like as someone who used to work in a bakery, pain. Bread is so good. Um, pain. For I love bread. Yeah, it's one of my favorite like, foods. No bread and pasta, bread, like my favorite like, things. Girl dinner. Yeah. Toast. Girl dinner. Yeah. Actually, girl dinner. Let's chat about that a little bit. I feel like girl dinner is, and maybe you can have a different opinion, is one of the healthiest mindsets, at least the side that I'm on. I think the way we have adapted it, yes. Yeah. Because I I feel like a lot of people have maybe turned girl dinner into a bit of a joke and you're like, haha, this is just like a dinner when you can't be bothered. Yeah, joke girl dinner is fine, but the way it started, yeah. wasn't it like, in a, like, here's a cucumber? I'm just going to have a little bit of carrot for dinner. Girl dinner, haha. And, and you're like, like oh, no. hold on. I love the like, uh, like tea and toast. I'm going to have a charcuterie yeah. board for dinner because yeah. like, I, like, just the idea of getting your mind out of the, the not the meal sense, because it is a meal still, but like, the idea that you need to have one thing rather than yeah. smaller elements of multiple yeah. things or yeah. like weird combination things. And I, I love think, weird combination dinners. Yeah, I love weird combination And I think things. it's definitely now turned into that where it's like, I can't be bothered cooking like a roast pork for dinner. Yeah. So what's my random so mishmash? What am I, what's going to be my random thing? I'm going to have some carrot cheese. I'm going to have, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have two minute noodles with some toast. And then I'm going to have like, and then I'm going to have like a cup of tea. Or like, yeah. I'm going to have breakfast for dinner. Yeah. Because if it's good enough for breakfast, exactly. why can't it be dinner? I'm going to have eggs. I'm going to have pancakes for dinner because girl dinner. Yeah. I will tell you my favorite girl dinner. Go on. It is plain boiled pasta. Mm-hmm. Stirred through with like just a little bit of butter. Yes. I'm on the, yeah. With, I'm with, a, with a healthy smattering of that terrible you're gonna say the parmesan cheese the craft the parmesan cheese <laughs> see i do that comes on the shelf like you don't even have to get it from the fridge i i that was my i actually didn't taste real parmesan cheese until i was in my 20s wow because i, I did either I'm, actually like irish german like maybe we are the worst but... italian food makers of all time but it's the like the only that there's something just quality about, about an aussie family's cheese. version of a spag bowl yeah. And just, you're going to have vegetables in that sauce because you're going to get some vegetables into your children and you're yeah. going to have the fakest Parmesan cheese that doesn't even sit in a fridge. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. The powdery like, stuff. The powder. Like some, I know that people of like our parents' generation sometimes call it Chuck cheese because oh. it's got like that distinctly like acidic vomity smell when you first open it i still like it i love it i like i it's never entering this home <laughs> yeah it's never entering no this that I'm was bringing you some because no. <laughs> my family was very much like uh you've heard of ingredient households where like you don't have snacks in your home like if you want a snack you have to like put together ingredients to be I able to a have snack. a snack oh i hate that so like my family like we had snacks, but it was for our school lunches. So, like, yeah. we had tiny teddy packets, but that was for school lunches. Or yeah. shapes, but that was for school, the school lunches. lunches. So, if we wanted to have a snack when we got home, 
we had to make concoctions, which is the only yeah. way to describe the weird things we would eat, which yeah. is like, I was telling people the other day who were younger than us of what, like, what we would have. And they were like, I'm sorry, you're messed up. So it was tuna, mayonnaise, frozen corn. Oh, no. Specifically frozen corn, not defrosted. I feel so unwell. Mixed together. That's just what we would eat. Oh, no. (laughs) This is why sometimes I'll come home and she'll be like, oh, yeah, I had like some lettuce and like macadamias and whatever. And I'm like, what the hell is that? No, no, no. That makes it sound like I had a diet food dinner. I probably had like some crackers, some cheese, some lettuce, some macadamias, and also some pasta and would put it together. Because like, it's a weed salad. (laughs) Not when the pasta's hot. I make... No, 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 cold pasta, cold pasta. Okay, all right. Don't be ridiculous. But not too cold because you can die. Don't be die. ridiculous. Lettuce pasta. <laughs> yeah, lettuce pasta. Like, like rocket. Not iceberg. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, it was rocket. Yeah. That's not lettuce. That's rocket. It's a form. Anyway. It's a form. It's a species. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love girl dinner because it's just... Girl dinner. I like what girl it's, dinner has become. It's my weird sure. concoctions of I want because I really like the idea of sweet and savory. Yeah, it's the best way to make sweet and savory. Yeah, like um, the other day I made a wrap and I put sultanas in it and I was like, this is bomb because you put sultanas in biryani and it's delicious. So why can't you put it in a wrap? Any just you know closing thoughts, people? Uh, I think. I don't know. I feel like we go through ebbs and flows on what is acceptable. Good for, yeah. And like what is healthy. I feel like when smartwatches came out, it then became a massive trend to get 10,000 steps a day because that is what's recommended. Everyone got a Fitbit. Everyone had to meet your step goals. And that became, I remember talking to a friend I used to work with in one of my first jobs. um, And she stopped wearing her Fitbit because she was like, I got too obsessed with mm. meeting a step count every day. And she's like, and that was so bad for my mental yeah. health. Yeah. Um, And I feel like, you know, especially for young people, diet culture can be so very easily ingrained into your mind because yeah. you are going through so many changes in life. And you feel like that is maybe the one thing that you can control, that that is your body. Mm. And you kind of can't at that. To like, if you're going through puberty, I'm sorry, you can't control it. No. Like, it's going to suck. We wish you the best of luck. It's going to suck. <laughs> Don't miss those days. <laughs> but, you know, you got to, I think one of the more important not more important i think one of the important things during that time is that you surround yourself with very good people Mm. who are going to maybe that you can talk to about how you are feeling Mm. yeah and that's okay like even if it's just your friends and you're just like oh man feeling really trash about myself today and if they just pep you up for a little bit that like kind of gets you Mm. through the day that i think is a good thing but i also think you need to surround yourself with those people if you are one of those people that like just to be mindful that other people like when yeah. you're talking about food, you might be in a good mental state. Other people might not. Other pipe, yeah. Um, and then even like we mentioned it very, very briefly, but this also impacts men as well. Oh yeah, big time. Like massively. We like, are not, about we are not the experts in that. We no. probably should have we were gonna ask Sean to come on. Oh, but we yeah. might do we might do like an actual proper mental health episode. We should um, uh, yeah. We should do a tell us what you're thinking, men. Yeah. Drop a. We'll get Joe and if you, are, if you are a gentleman <laughs> and you listen to this podcast, tell us your thoughts. Tell, tell us your thoughts. thoughts. Um, is it? Are you having similar experiences? Yeah. What What's the landscape looking like for men? And when it comes to, I definitely know there's got it. Like it must be so tough to be a man who cannot put on muscle. Who wants yeah. to put on muscle? And just the pressure to achieve that, like it's almost to the point where they just expect me like steroids. You just yeah. do something that is completely so destroying for your body and that is the only solution because that is what 
social media or friends or peers. Yeah, a saying is a saying yeah. is the appropriate thing. Yeah, it'd be awful. Um, Eb, any closing remarks? Um, I just have a couple of resources mm-hmm. to disseminate to the people. Yes, good, um, great, love so it. So if you are feeling particularly affected by anything that we have said or would like some help for these issues in particular, these organisations might help. Um, if you are in struggle town with something that you think might be an eating disorder, try Body Matters Australasia. They're a telehealth service. Um, I think you can phone them on 95387830. Um, obviously, we've got our good friend Lifeline, which are a crisis support service um, available 24 hours, 131114. Um, you also have the Butterfly, the Butterfly Foundation specifically for eating disorder support. You can reach them on their helpline at one eight one eight hundred ED Hope. Um, and then we've got our friends at Beyond Blue. Um, I say our friends like they are sponsoring us. <laughs> they are not. Um, if anything, we'd be we'd be sponsoring them because they do some great work. Yes. Um, and you can phone them at nine eight one zero six one double zero. Um, or give them a Google. Um, I just want to say as well, I know firsthand that it is so difficult to get quality um, mental health support and Mm. quality um, eating disorder support, particularly through the public system. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we are so blessed that it even exists in Australia, that we can even access that care through the public health care system um, and that even if it's not always completely subsidised, that it is somewhat subsidised. Yeah. We're very blessed for that. However, my experiences with public mental health care of not being good yeah. um, or with subsidised mental health care of not being good. Um, and I have had to, you know, we acknowledge that it's expensive. I've personally had to fork out thousands of dollars oh, yeah. over the past three or four years to get quality psychological help and good Mm -hmm. therapy um and it involves gp visits and mental health care plans and lots of different people linked in to support you and figure out what's going on and it might involve medication which is more money and uh, it's just it is it really expensive so if you are worth it but worth it, definitely worth it. If you are thinking that you need financial aid with these services, go to a um, general practitioner kind of ASAP and get them to make you a mental health care plan because that's one way to get subsidised yeah, big time. sessions. Um, so, And look yeah. into those plans anyway, those health plans, because you can get so many things. I just yeah, feel like... I got yeah. five free physio appointments. Physio, yep. So yep. good. You can get audiologist. You can get yeah. so many things. It's yeah. just, I feel like so underutilized in Australia that because a lot of people don't know it exists. Yeah, you because can get what is it? Five it? free sessions for like physical health. Is it ten for mental health or is it five? I, it's free? all changed since it's, COVID. Yeah, I mean, it went up to twenty at one stage because yeah. of COVID. I think it's and. Google. And it's not free it. either. Yeah, look it up. Chat to your GP because yeah. they have the knowledge that we just do yeah. not. Um, it does require a bit of effort, but in the long run, it is worth it. Yeah, sure. and if you think that you are going to need significant fi- financial aid, the sooner the better because it'll take ages. Yeah. That's my belly. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we end on what we are grateful for? Yes. Okay. Who wants to start? Oh, God, no, someone else, please, because mine's okay. so silly, but it's so great. Today, I am grateful for checking off that to-do list because it has been bugging me for, like, a month. Nice. Yeah. I am grateful for your silly, chunky little cats because <laughs> they are cute and they bring me joy. I feel like we've just done a whole podcast and then you've called our cats chunky at the end. Yeah. Oh, but they're chunky. They are chunky. It's fine. But they're not, good. you know, negatively, just <laughs> chunky. They're beautiful. You know that thing? They are just so beautiful. He's not fat. He's just chunky. Yeah. He's chunky, chunky, chunky. Sarah, chunky what are you grateful for? Uh, I think we all know. <laughs> My boy, Daniel Ricardo. Oh, for God's sake. He's back in defense. In defense. He, look, it, I think he just... We, we're talking about surviving or thriving. He 
makes you thrive. <laughs> well, no, no but he's he struggled. At the moment. He struggled with surviving, like in the sport, but also with, and he was very open about his mental health issues. Oh, that's good. So when I see him thriving as he is just done, like he has been battered with like being dropped from his team, brought up by a different like lower team, like this current team is mentally rebuilding him and he raced two races and then got like a horrendous hand injury that put him out of the sport again. And now he's come back again and he's just raced so well. And I said like on my Instagram, it felt like a win because like he might've come seventh, but it's nice to see someone that has been knocked down to get back Mm. up. And I just like, I just love that. So I, because we get knocked down, but we get up. I know. And it just gives me hope. And it just gives me hope. That's it. Love that. Well, that is it for another episode of Surviving Barely Thriving. If you would Woo. like to follow us on Instagram, you may do so at Surviving Barely Thriving Pod. You can also send us an email at Surviving Barely Thriving Pod if you would like any episode, if you'd like to give us any episode suggestions, uh, critical feedback, be kind, we're fragile. Or questions. Or questions, if you have any questions. Do we um, have a TikTok? We have a TikTok, sbt.pod. Uh, yep. You wouldn't know. We've posted maybe two videos, but we're trying. They were great. <laughs> That's a goal. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode. I have been your host, Laura, and I have been joined by Eb. Hey. And Sarah. Woo! Okay, bye. You give me fun. <laughs> <laughs>